0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to V. L.A. Soccer Hub Show. My name is D. I can't believe we're already... Halfway through this month, it looks like this month is going by fast. This year is going by fast. I've been seeing a lot of different things that you know bring back memories to uh, to a year ago, a year ago today. I mean, uh, a couple of days. You know, uh, sports stopped, everything stopped, the world stopped as we knew. It. And I just been seeing different things uh, just around the news, around the sports world, and just kind of brings back that thing. A year already has passed, and you know now we're moving forward. And now hopefully, you know, in some parts of the country, we're going to have fans, especially here in California. But here to help me talk about all things LA Galaxy, we got Alicia Rodriguez. Alicia, how are you doing?
0: Doing well today. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, like, it's, it's crazy, right, Alicia? Uh, it's been a year, you know, what do you think you've you've learned through this whole process?
0: Uh, well, uh, I've learned that sports uh, may shut down for a little while, but they'll come back pretty quickly. Um, I've learned that the schedule can be pretty darn compressed if v Lee has its uh, mind made up to do so, and I've learned that uh, teams can do video press conferences in, in very, very different ways, so I've seen a little bit of everything, I feel like, over, over the past year.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's, I, was, I was always interested to see like, you know, how is sports going to come back? How are we going to be able to cover it, right? I'm glad we live in 20, 2021, 2020, right? In, the, in this decade, and this, you know, because the, the technology and, you know, how <clears throat> we're doing it now, you know, I've, I've been pretty much doing all my, all my press, I mean, excuse me, all my interviews, you know, through Zoom and just adapting that way and, be, you know, being being able to, to do it, you know, on a consistent basis as well, but also just so, you know, it brings back so many memories. I was watching, uh, I don't know if you've seen on Netflix, uh, it's called Last Chance you it's, it's about mm. the basketball players. Have you seen it? I
0: what? haven't seen it, but I, I, I've i heard about it. Yeah.
1: It's amazing. If, if you love, I mean, I know you, I know you cover basketball, but I, it's an amazing, uh, like, series that they did, and they, um. Uh, I'm not going to give you the ending or anything, but it goes through the the pandemic, like the final episode goes through the pandemic, and and it, and it's crazy because it, you're just like, dang, like we didn't know anything about it, and we didn't know like a year ago around this time, like how it was going to change our lives, how it was going to change sports and everything, and you're like, because we I, I, initially we all thought it was just gonna be like, oh, a couple of weeks, you know, maybe maybe just a couple of weeks, and we'd be good and back to normal. Year later, nope. change everything. And it's just crazy to see, you know, just watching that series, just, just to see how, um, you know, it it affected us and how, how little we knew, and then, you know, how we were able to adapt. So I don't know. I just, I just thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, I definitely don't want to live like this for another year, but uh, feels like we're coming out of it. uh, More and more people are getting vaccinated. And like you said, we're going to be seeing some fans in the stands pretty soon. So Um, I'm not one to say oh it's all over I'm going to go nuts but um, you know I am ready to kind of get back to normal little by little so I'm looking forward to the next few months for sure yeah
1: I'm the same way you know I I feel the same way you know it it comes a point that you know eventually we're gonna we have to get there right we we have to learn how to live with this and you know I also want to be sincere to you know the people that have lost you know lives or family members and stuff but uh, you know I think now it's at a point that we we understand we have a better grasp. We know what's going on. Like you said, people are getting vaccinated. We feel more comfortable, you know, and, you know, I feel more comfortable. You know, I'm ready for fans to go to the games whenever, however many fans are allowed to the game. Um, but with that said, man, it's been a crazy year. I'm glad we're here in 2021. But now let's let's talk some LA Galaxy. So we we had we had LA Galaxy. it Looks like this past weekend they played a a, a match against Columbus Crew. The reason why we know this because Augie Williams, who you know who's a striker, he posted on his Twitter. He was the only one he posted photos. I think he also posted on his Instagram, and apparently he scored a goal. Um, I don't. Did you did you know about it? Because I didn't. I didn't know about the 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 match or I don't know if it was exhib- exhibition game I'm assuming whatever it was it could have been just a small scrimmage but it looks like I thought they were just going down to San Diego to just do some training but they had a game what do, what are your thoughts when you when you heard uh, about that
0: yeah uh, I, I didn't expect ahead of time that there was going to be a game but we knew that um, a lot of times in preseason there'll be like little pockets carved out where they'll do a, a little super secret game that kind of thing so I'm not altogether shocked about uh, doing a game of course you know as a journalist I wish I'd get details about it you know obviously the more information for me the better even if I can't necessarily see a stream of it or something you know just to have like lineup info and you know kind of some details that's always useful for me but we didn't get that in this case Um, like you said it sounded like it it was a one-one draw Um, Augustine Williams who is under contract to LA Galaxy 2 but he's been training with the first team Uh, I don't know necessarily if he is basically on trial to get a first team contract. I hope so. Um, I think he's somebody who really could merit it. Um, He had a really fantastic year last year and he's, he's really been a a very good player at USL championship level. And we know that the galaxy could use some depth, um, you know, in in the first team for, for forward. And he seems like the kind of profile of player that would actually fit that pretty well. So um, hopefully he, (laughs) Is is on trial, so to speak, um, with the first team. Uh he scored the goal. So of course he's excited. He, he goes out and posts it, and that is the majority of the information that we have about the game comes from him. So I wrote about the game and I basically said the only thing that um I can say for certain is Augustine Williams and Nick Dupuis played because one of the pictures had the two of them together. So That's basically it. Uh, We don't have a lot of other info beyond that. Um, It sounds like the player who scored for Columbus was a academy player um, who is not on a a first team contract right now. So um, I can look up his name, but probably doesn't really matter. Um, But yeah, so as as far as the Galaxy info, I think that's probably about all we're going to get. And that's probably... You know, we're probably gonna have to like like it because I don't think they're they're gonna come out with much more information. on Yeah,
1: that. and I feel like this was in a game that you know Chicharito, Jonathan Dos Santos, any of those guys played. They were just down there for you know off-site training. You know, it's always great to go to San Diego. It's always great to go down there. The weather's a little cooler. You know, just to just get out of L. A. You know, L. A. County. Um, but yeah, you know, talking about Augustine Williams, you know, you know I've I haven't. Be honest, I haven't seen any of the LA Galaxy two games, but I, his name always came up because he was the start, the starting striker, and obviously he's trying to fight in to, to make it to the to the first team, right? Um, you know, and it's exciting for him to post that. You know, uh, even you know if it was a preseason game, uh, this would be if we count this game. This would be with the six that they got coming up. LA Galaxy will play seven preseason games. Which is which is good, and what you want, and you want players like Augustine Williams to do what they're doing, right? Whether that means he play, he gets to play up top with Chicharito, or he comes off the bench as a sub to play twenty minutes, fifteen minutes, thirty minutes. You know, you don't know, but I think this is what you want to see if you're the LA Galaxy, and this is what you want to do if if you're Augie Williams. Like, hey, don't forget about me. I can produce. I can, you know, I can do whatever you need me to do. Um, Because we know who's gonna start up top, and and it's gonna be Chicharito. But I I like it. I like and I like that. You know, Greg Vanney and the LA Galaxy are are having these many seven games, and you know, I think you're really gonna see. He's really gonna be able to tell by by you know by the time they go down to Tucson, or you know by the time you know they're done with Tucson, you know they're gonna have about what eight days. Cause I think they play on the 18th um, until their first match. So they're, they're going to have seven games under their belt. They're going to have a lot of reps. They're going to know, okay, what the, what can they expect from each player? And I think if, this is what you want to do if you're the LA galaxy.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm not a coach and I have not been a coach, but to me, it makes more sense to, you know, kind of, like you said, play some more games. It, it gives you an opportunity to have a balance, right. Between making sure your, your top guys are getting up to match fitness and are getting reps, but not getting too many that they, you know, risk injury, that kind of thing. And also, you know, looking at players, seeing who's going to fit where, trying to establish how you're going to play. And especially for a new coach, that's particularly important, right? Because you're trying to implement your style, your formation, you know, get, get kind of the fundamentals down um, so when you're in, you start the season. You actually have an understanding t- with your team of what you're going to be doing. Um, yeah. So to me, it, m- it makes total sense to, you know, you don't want to be playing every two days or whatever. But I think seven games uh, across six weeks, um, and it, you know, it like you said, it looks like it's going to be with a wide swath of players um, participating for the Galaxy. Makes sense. It sounds like a good plan to me.
1: Yeah. Every everybody's going to get a shot. It looks like everybody is going to get a shot. Everybody, you know, that, you know, it's also playing with the LA Galaxy 2 is going to get a shot to come in these games and show what they're capable. Obviously, we we knew and we can expect, we, we already know who, who potentially is going to be the starters, but, you know, we have players that, you know they also have to, you know, earn Greg Vanny's trust. You know that, you know, hey, if you if I come off the bench or you know a potentially starting spot, this is where this is where it's gonna be it's gonna be made, right? And I think one of those players is uh, Ephraim Alvarez, right? We we know, you know, we've known that he's he's been uh, a prodigy, I guess you would say it, but he hasn't quite made the jump that we all thought he would, you know, as of now. And I think. The, at least for me, I feel like at least this season, um, you know, I I, I think y'all want to see him take his game to the next level. I don't know if that was because of Guillermo or because of you know twenty twenty, but uh, last season, you know, um, he I don't know if it, if it wasn't that he just didn't get the the, the right opportunities, but I I just want to see how Fary Alvarez looks with Greg Vanny. And on top of that, you know, today news came out that, you know, uh, news over the weekend that the Mexican national team, he's going to get some, he's going to get called up by the senior Mexican national team, and he's going to be able to play some games. I don't know if that's going to start. They have, they have, Mexican national team has a lot of games this year. So that's going to be exciting for him to showcase his talent with the national team and with the LA Galaxy. But at the same time, I was reading this article by, I think, Ives from SBI Soccer. It says that even if he plays with the Mexican national team it doesn't necessarily cap tie him, which I thought was very interesting. So he still has an opportunity to go to the men's national team. So, you know, he, 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 I think he's, he's playing it right. Right. Like, you know, I'm with the Mexican national team. And there's that slight opportunity that if he does decide to potentially go with the men's national team, which is, looks like stacked as well. Um, But what do you, what do you make of Efrain Alvarez situation and, you know, going forward to this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, you raise an interesting point, because if if he is a, in a scenario where he's kind of going back and forth, you know, being wooed by both countries, and then he doesn't really pan out as a player, I mean, it, it's it's going to be for nothing, right? <laughs> like, you know, he could ultimately decide, and then the country that he decides might be like, well, we're good, we're not actually going to pick you, you know, like, so it, it has to be a matter of kind of balancing both this recruiting process, but also like getting right on the field and making sure you're you know, really going to be in contention to be on the national team uh, down the road. But um, I, as far as his his uh, progression with the Galaxy, I take a little bit of a different um, view of his, his season last year. I think it was really pretty good for him. Um, he played more minutes like a couple of years back when he first broke through on the first team. Um, he played very limited minutes. Right. So he had a couple of really good games, but he hardly played two years ago. So it was more like, well, based on this like 60 minutes of action we've seen, you know, he looks amazing. And last year he played some actual sustained minutes. I mean, he still didn't play, you know, 1500 or anything like that, but he, he got a good run. And I think that that was good for him because, um, one of the enduring concerns about Alvarez has been his fitness, um, you know, is, is he going to take care of his body enough to actually be able to play uh game in and game out, you know, things like that um, against men and not, you know, boys or maybe players that he's clearly superior to, you know, if he's, if he's going up against good competition, is he going to be able to actually compete physically with them? Um, and last year we heard that he was taking care of his body and he was like finally getting serious about, you know, being a professional athlete in a physical sense. Um, so I think that that's part of his progression If he continues it, then I think it's all to the good, you know, whatever lumps he took last year, he did score his first MLS goal. So that was a big accomplishment for him. But yes, I think this year is going to be a huge year for him because not only with the international picture, but with uh, the Galaxy, if he can break through and be in the lineup, then that's one of the concerns that the Galaxy have had for years, taken care of in-house, right? Like they don't have to go out and necessarily get another player if they can find him the ideal spot for him on the field, um, make sure that he is fit and, and ready to play regularly and, and really contribute on both sides of the ball. You know, it could really be beneficial for everyone. But at this point, there is some some questions if he's if he's up for that. And and so it's a it's a huge thing for him. I wouldn't be surprised to start off the season if he's not um, really getting a sniff of, of starting and he has to kind of you know, show what he can do in 15 minutes falls off the bench to start with. And and if he impresses there, then maybe he'll get some more playing time or maybe further down in the season when there's some fixture congestion, that kind of thing. Um, So I said a lot, but I think, you know, I, I, I think this is definitely a, a major year for him, but I'm not necessarily as down on his prospects as I think a lot of people are because He didn't necessarily light the world on fire last year. I think he took some lumps, and I think that for him, that was actually pretty important for him to do.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like I'm down on him. I just, um, I just felt like, well, I guess the expectation that I think that I see out there, you know, where he came out with so much uh, attention, right? And you know, Mm -hmm. he was killing it with the LA Galaxy, as far as I know. You know, I was seeing some of the highlights, and you know what he was doing out there. But I think him not being able to start consistently for the LA Galaxy. I thought that was going to be last year, right? And I don't want to compare him, but you see what he did, what Julian Araujo did, and they're about the same age. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, Frank Alvarez just got more attention. And, you know, we, we ex- maybe it was – maybe I don't know if it's too much pressure with us or the media or whatever, but I I kind of expected him to to start and play more games. And I don't know if that was because of Guillermo or, or whatever, his fitness, you know, but I just – that's what I thought. I thought, you know, I thought that he has a talent, he has a skill. His passing is amazing. Um, but I, I just thought that he would be starting, you know, and I don't know if he's going to be starting for the LA galaxy uh, this season. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench. You know, uh, I, I hope he gets a lot more minutes than he did last year. I expect as well. I know Greg Vanny knows he's very talented. And when you have the Mexican national team and the U S national team competing for you, that's why I find it kind of interesting. Cause both nat- both nation national men's national teams know his talent and and as of yet he hasn't been able to showcase it um, maybe it was a 2020 year for him as well, you know, uh, yeah. for for him. But I, I don't think he had a bad year. But I, I don't think he had the year maybe he wanted, or maybe we we potentially expected. I potentially expected him to. I wasn't expecting him to start scoring goals, but I think it was it's, it's fair for me to expect that he was going to be starting more with what the up and down season that they had last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think some really did think he was like Messi esque, and I personally don't think he's at that level. You know, I mean, I think that's a, yes, you know, the starting point I think was a little bit different, but um, I also think that you, you have a, you make a point about Guillermo that what I saw in the field for the most part with Alvarez last year was he was expected to do more scoring, like be more aggressive in the attack. And he actually shied away. Like he got to a point in the season where He struggled a lot with getting off his shot, like finding the right timing, you know, fluffing chances, and of course the team was in a huge rut at that point, so it's not like he was the only one who was struggling, Um, but he I think he might have caught it, so to speak. Um, It might be that he's more of a provider, he may be somebody who needs to play a little bit further back like that could be something that hurt him. Potentially, was that you know Scaloto was having him you know pushed way too far up, and it wasn't a, a comfort spot for him. He wasn't able to play those passes that we have seen him, him do a good job in, in in MLS. And so, if he's playing in a different you know role, then maybe he'll perform a lot better, and and maybe he will be better. So we'll have to see how Vanny uses him and um, what kind of role he's expected to play. Um, but like I said, I think. I think behind the scenes, he did most of the work last year. And so this is the year when we need to start seeing some payoff um, to kind of see where his actual ceiling is going to be in the yeah.
1: I don't. I don't. I know he can score, but I don't see him in this team being necessarily the goal scorer, right? I see him yeah. being more of the cis man, right? Uh, incredible cis man, because we we saw glimpses that when Slatun was here, and I think when that's when Efrain made his made his bump up to the men's national, I mean men's first team, and I think that's that's when we started seeing like, okay, you know, we can see the potential, we can see what he could potentially do, and obviously asking him to be a goal scorer, um, which he has the talent to do. Um, but I don't think that's his role necessarily. I think, uh, you know, he can score the goals. I think he scored his first goal last season. But I, I see him more as a facilitator, especially with the likes of Chicharito up there, right? Getting him, putting the pass right between the defender, you know. He has a beautiful left foot. You know, he has an incredible left foot. And what he does with that is amazing. And I, I just hope for him, you know, when you when you have two, two, two you know, Mexico and U.S. fighting over you, Essentially, you know, and, and, you know, everybody wants you to play. I think this is the year, not to put pressure if it's make or break necessarily, but I think this is a year we want to make him take the next step. And whether it's his fitness, you know, or he's a professional at, at some point that, it, you know, the fitness is the number one thing you're a professional. And I don't want to say, you know, it, that I think that that is if you're a professional that that has to be one of the things right your your fitness you know um, there's no other way of looking at it because that that that's essential your job and I think if he's if he for for whatever reason is not able to get on the field because of his fitness that, that has to come down to him. You know, that can't be on the trainers. That can't be anything. You just got to watch what you're eating. You got to know what you can eat and what you can't eat. Hey, trust me. I know it's hard. Trust me. The pandemic, I gained some weight. So, it's a, you know, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But, but when you're expected to this, I just don't want that to be an excuse for him this year. You know, it's, it's the fitness or anything like that. You know, you're you're a professional. I think going into year three or year four or whatever, I don't know exactly. But I, I think... I have a little bit more expectation of him because of what I've seen. And, and I know the talent that he has, you know, and also I just want him to succeed, but I, but I think this is a year. And hopefully, you know, Greg vanny uh, you know, he he's able to flourish and blossom a lot more than he was able to do last year, you know, but, uh, but another player that they have, we were just talking about was a uh, Julian Araujo. He made the, he made the U20, the men's U23 20 um, man roster, you know, f- for the CONCACAF Olympic qualifying, um, and they're going to play the first game looks like here on Thursday, March 18th versus Costa Rica, then they have another match uh, versus Dominican Republic on Sunday, March 21st, and then they're going to wrap things up against Mexico on Thursday, March 24th, and it looks like all the games are going to be able on Tune, T-U-N-D, Tune or FS1, um, what do you make ab- about Julian making making the U23 team?
0: I think it's good news for him. Um, He's probably going to be the starter. So that's uh, great for him. We'll get some playing time, obviously some fitness, but I also think that this is potentially a good opportunity for him to be in the shop window. Um, I was just reading today that there's uh, reports of Juventus still interested in him and apparently lining up a bid. I don't know how true the bid itself is, but um, he's getting buzzed. So I think this is exactly what he needs to be doing is, is, going out on international duty, performing well, obviously the U.S. need to actually perform and and get some wins, but um, if they can qualify for the Olympics, I think that'll be great for him. That'll be good for the U.S. Um, That'll help his cause to potentially go to Europe uh, in six months or a year, or not even six months, three months or nine months or whatever. Um, So yeah, I think it's great for him. Um, And yeah, I I mean, I'm high on him. I think we we talked about this last time we uh, did Talk about the galaxy. I'm I'm really high on him. So I, you know, I wish all nothing but the best for him. So I, I hope he, he balls out at this tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah, It's exposure at this point for him. You know, it's literally exposure. We we expect him to be the starter uh for the U23. You know, we expect him we expect uh, the men in the US, you know, men's net or U23 team to make make the, you know, the Olympics, make the qualifying for the Olympics in, in Tokyo. Interesting about the, the Olympics, they're not, I think you you probably know this, but they're not going to let any fans for any other country except their own. So it's going to be, you know, all Japanese folks being there at the game, which I feel like is a, is a you know, home field advantage for them. But, you know, that that's what it is, you know, it's because of the pandemic and everything. But it's exposure, you know, if they make it there. He's going to be on the world stage, and you know Juventus or any other team can look at you know they're, they're going to be looking at specifically at this U23 team and who they can potentially add to the roster. You know, come you know July or or maybe the summer. I don't know when it, when exactly the the Olympics is. I don't I don't know the exact date, but around that time you got to know that that's when exactly you know the transfer window is going to be opening up. And it could be, you know, in a couple months, he could be on his way to Europe, whether it's Juventus or, you know, Tottenham's been in there as well, wherever it may be. I mean, this is a shot and I, I expect Joe Naranja just to take advantage of it. And, you know, and it's, it's also going to be great for the other galaxy because you, you're going to have that pipeline. You know, every the, the, the Americans right now in Europe are, are the hot things right now. Uh, right. they're, they're the hot things. They're, they're, they're the new girl that just came to school and everybody wants to date and everybody, you know, just to give you a, a, an analogy there. Um, but it, it's, 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 it's Joel Rajo's time. And, you know, I hope, I hope he has a great, you know, qualifying um you know, for for the U twenty three, and then hope he also does a great job in the in the Olympics. which so t- I think that may be interesting because you may have some of the the guys that are in Europe may play for the U twenty three and the Olympics team, which I think may be interesting, and that may just change the team as well.
0: Well, I, that's what I was going to say. Is one of the things is if Araujo wants to establish himself with the U.S. national team, the senior team, he's going to have a lot of competition over the next decade because all of a sudden. Um, right back is a super deep position for the U.S. You know, you have Serginho Dest starting for Barcelona. Um, who's Reggie, the one who just got
1: Reggie Cannon,
0: Reggie Cannon. He's uh, playing in Portugal, expected to go to France pretty soon. Um, is it Brian Reynolds just got sold to hmm. Roma out of the FC Dallas Academy? Um, he actually
1: played. I think he just got his first. He, he got to play with them this weekend.
0: Yeah, Tyler Adams is playing a lot of right back for RB Leipzig. So um, this is a like absolutely stacked position right now. So, um, you know, not to be like, well, if he, you know, if it doesn't all go exactly to plan right now, you know, he's doomed. It's, It's not necessarily, but I think if he wants to really, really establish himself as somebody in contention to start for the national team, as it seems like we're, we're reaching a, a generation of players who may be able to really push the program ahead. Um, he probably needs to get to Europe up sooner than later and to actually start for a European team, a good European team, if he's going to be taken seriously in that competition. So, um, yeah, this is, you know, the stakes are pretty high for him, but, um, he's been, he's been really strong so far. So I hope that he, he, he gets to, to really show what he can do and, and you know, maybe get that ticket to, to Europe and uh, sooner than later.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, we know he definitely can. We definitely know he can hang with grown men. He just has to clean a few things up and, you know, hopefully he's able to clean those things up with the U23 team and also with the L.A. or at this time with the L.A. Galaxy before, you know, he, he makes the next step. <clears throat> but it's exciting, you know, it's exciting time, you know, if the L.A. Galaxy, Joe Narajo, Frank Alvarez, you know, <clears throat> these are things, you know, when I was younger and I watched the men's, <clears throat> the U.S. men's national team, they never gotten this as much exposure as they are, as they are now, and it, and it's cool to see. You know, it's just cool to see how much competition there is within the team and trying to make trying to make the U.S. men's national. Everybody's talking about 2026, but i mean, I want to see them in 2022. You know, in this next World Cup, and if they qualify, right? Because you're going to have so much other young talent, and you know, you're just, there's going to be injuries, there's going to be opportunities. You know. And say, uh, rajo goes to, you know, to Juventus, for example, just throw it out there. You know, that's one of the biggest clubs in the world, right? And you're playing alongside Ronaldo, uh, right? And, and you know, you're going to be essentially competing with Serginho Des, who's at Barcelona, you know, which I feel he has that, that locked down. But anything can happen within a year. Anything can happen. You can just raise your stock up, you know. Someone can get injured or your opportunity could come. And I think, you know, Joan Rahul, if he has a great Olympic qualifying, does a great job, locks, locks where he has to lock down. You know, the sky's the limit for him. Um, but it, it has to be exciting. He has to be motivated as well. Another player that they, that they signed and made official was Samuel Grandsir. Uh, he made a, you know, official a free transfer to the LA Galaxy. Quite the name, you know, Grandsir. You know, it's it quite the name. Yeah. So I like his name. Uh, he's he's going to be the winger. I'm assuming he's going to play on the right side. We still don't know about the Pavone situation. And You know, we're assuming that Pavone, if they get that situated, he'll be on the left side. But what do you make of this signing? Obviously, I don't know too much about him. I saw his Instagram. I saw a couple of different things. But what do you make of his signing? He's also a temp player. And so he's making over $600,000. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's not a household name. Like, he's not a player that everyone knew about in France. Like, even... Uh Roman Alessandrini, like he was a household name when he signed with the Galaxy. Uh, in contrast, I feel like his name is Grands, Grandsier, but I don't know. I don't speak French, but I don't think it's- <laughs> You're
1: probably I right.
0: Think, I, <laughs> I don't think it's Sir. Like everybody's calling him that, yeah. but I, I I think it's like Grand, Grandsier or something like that. Okay. But it doesn't I,
1: sound that cool when you say it like French.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Um, so I guess we'll find out how it's pronounced. But um, he's- He's a player who obviously he latched on with one of the big clubs in on, you know, with Monaco. That's the kind of club that, you know, tells you it's a, a promising young player, right? Like anybody who signs with them is somebody to watch. So I think that's a good thing. Um, the problem is that he he did have a couple good moments. You know, he, he scored in the Champions League for Monaco. So that's always a good thing. I think he scored against Atletico Madrid. Great team, right? Like that's a, a great moment for him. But he really did not consistently get into the lineup. Uh, Monaco has been a team that's had a lot of uh, turmoil. I mean, they've perpetually had a lot of turmoil, but particularly the last few years, they've had a lot of, a lot of turmoil since they uh, won the league title, uh, like whatever, four years or so ago, four or five years ago. Um, they've had a lot of upheaval. So uh, with the current coach, he just could not break through. He hadn't played all season. That's a big concern. Um he went on loan to a couple other league on teams. So he had some experience elsewhere and, you know, I think he, he played halfway decent at kind of mid-tier, lower tier league on teams. To me, this seems like a very uh, high risk, high reward kind of signing. Um, You know, they hope that he can be a player who's a a, a core player. You know, Vanny talked about that in his uh, first press conference of the preseason, you know, they need to get some players who will, you know, be around for a long time and, and can kind of make up the the foundation of the, of the first team. I think they are hoping he's going to be one of those players. But, um, you know, I don't know for sure if it was just a matter of the coach didn't like him or there was another player who was better than him and there wasn't much he could do to break through or if there's some issues and he didn't do himself any favors in, in getting into the first team. So that's something we're going to have to watch. And so that, I think that's why it's a little bit of a risky move. Uh, he's an expensive player. Does he really have a lot of uh, track record to go on? I don't know. You know, he hasn't played a ton. So, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, it could be something that turns out to be a genius move or he could be a real dud. So,
1: yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. It, it is a high risk, high reward um, because he's a, obviously he's a 10 player. So obviously, you know, paying him more than 600,000, you know, <clears throat> you could pay him up to a million. I don't think he's making that. Um, but uh, but yeah, if he works, he works out. But if he doesn't, you know, what's the backup plan? And you know, I I, I just want to read a quote. This is from Dennis to De close. Uh, this, this is what he said. Samuel is an attack-minded, talented player who will strengthen our roster. He de- he has dem- dem- demonstrated, excuse me, to be an astounding, astounding and talented player in a very respective co- competitive league. We are very confident he will show his potential and are excited to watch him grow even more and have him become an important part of our roster. Goes to your point, right? That you know, Greg. Well, Greg Vanny said they want to have players that are here for years, and you know, this is. I look at his Greg Vanny's, you know, move or Greg Vanny's, you know, move, um, you know, obviously along with Dennis the De Close. But, it, you know, you got to you got to think, OK, this is a player. It's not it's not going to be a young Gonzalez for, you know, for a couple months, you know, totally this, yeah. th- this is this this is a player that that's going to be here for the long term. And on, the, on, the, on top of that, the positive is they came on a free transfer. Right. The other side of that is, like, why did he come on a free transfer? Yes, exactly. <laughs> You know? It's, exactly. like, typically people that come from Monaco, they don't come on a free transfer because I think his contract was supposed to end in the summer. I think it was in the summer, and they might have, you know, which they're, they're like, hey, we're not going to fight over two months or whatever. Maybe, like, to your point that, you know, there was someone else that was potentially better than him, was, you know, already had a spot, and that there was no way he was going to make the lineup, and – for Monaco or whatever the case is. But that's the only thing. Okay, he came on the free transfer, but why did he come on the free transfer? And we're going to find out, you know, maybe just didn't work out for him there. And we got to hope for the best if you're the Galaxy that it works for him here. And you're starting to, I think you're starting to put the pieces of the puzzle, you know, to your point, if they have the three midfield, they could have, you know, and the one up top, because uh, I think you said Greg Vanny likes to run, a, what was a 4-2-1-3 four, four, or 4-2-3-1? Four, four, two, two, yep. Yeah,
0: that's one of the formations he's used quite a bit.
1: So So you can have him on the right wing. Right. He, is it going to be Leget in the middle? I'm assuming it's going to be Pavone on the left-hand side and then, you know, Chicharito up top. So you're, you're starting to put the pieces of the puzzle there. And, you know, obviously he he's going to come in and start. I mean, not when you pay someone... 600,000 as a 10 player uh, he's going to come in to start you know right if if everything works out well for him so you know, slowly but surely the team's starting to starting to get put together so I I just want to see how he plays you know and I think you know unfortunately I don't know uh, do you know if they're going to let us for the for the scrimmages are they going to let media for the scrimmage games or no
0: uh I'm not sure but I know at least well at least two of the local ones are going to be streamed or televised and then um the ones in Tucson most likely will be streamed. So we'll get to see a handful of them. Obviously, uh, not the same as being there or having the full camera angles of a regular game, but um, I'm not sure off the top of my head about media availability on, on you know, some of the later ones. I'm not, I, I'm not certain about that. Yeah,
1: well, I can just stream it if, that, if that's the case. So um before we wrap things up, I just want to go over the, the schedule, the remaining – well, the, the games that they have here. March 20th, uh, they have um, – uh, they play San Diego Loyal at Dignity Health Sports Park. That, so, that's at, so that's at home. They also play on March 27th uh, against New England Revolution. They also play again March 31st against New England Revolution. And then on Saturday, April 3rd, they're going to go down to Tucson. They're going to play Sporting KC on the 3rd. On uh, Wednesday, April seventh, they're going to play the Colorado Rapids, and then uh, to finish up, April tenth against Real Salt Lake. So they got six games, you know, just to see where this where this team is. But then they also got a uh, they also got the press conference this Wednesday with Greg Vanney, and we don't know what the, the players just yet. But you know, slowly but surely, we're getting there.
0: Yep, uh, getting getting used to it, and it's a little bit different because I think. Uh, most of the time we get to see a little bit more of what's going on in preseason but because of the pandemic we don't really i think teams probably love it because they get to be as secretive as they you know their little hearts desire in a time like this (laughs) so they're really thriving on that and you know again for us it's it's a bit of a drag because we don't get to see we don't get all the details all the little tidbits that i think we typically do and so it's a little bit of a challenge but um you know, it is what
1: it is. Yeah, because once you and I can actually see them, whether it's on TV or on the field, we actually, you know, we can put, put our own eye test and we're like, ah, we can start to start, start right. to, you know, see things like, all right he's going to start. All right. He may, you know, he may not or whatever. All right. You know, where does this player really fit? And, you know, once, you know, I don't think March 27th looks like it's going to be the day because, yeah, it looks like it can be streamed by Spectrum. Um So. I guess that's what we're gonna to have to look forward to. Um, but seven games in this preseason. That 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 has to be good for the L Galaxy. There's 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 nothing bad about that, you know, unless injuries or anything like that happen, right. which which I don't expect. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. We don't we don't have too much to cover. I mean, there's not too much going on, but I, I look forward to see what Greg Vanny says, what he what he says about the press call. I mean, about the, the press call on Wednesday, but also what he says about the scrimmage and, and also the games moving forward. Um So with that said, I know we're cutting a little bit short, but I got to go to the airport. I got to go pick someone up. But Alicia, let the people know where they can follow you.
0: Sure, you can uh, follow my coverage of the galaxy on lagconfidential.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Soccer Musings.
1: Guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify wherever you get your music. And you can follow me at GeoGarciaLA LA on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on LA Soccer Hub on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well. For Elisa, this studio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.